Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hello and welcome to Fort McMurray Matters. I'm your host, Ryan McNally. Busy show today as Scott Barr from the Fort McMurray Public School Division joins us to talk about the school division looking to add teachers. We also talked to Ashley Makey from the Multicultural Association of Wood Buffalo, who has all of the details on the Multicultural Expo coming up this weekend. And lastly, Chris Potty, the program manager for FireSmart for RMWB, joins the show to talk about the FireSmart program. Joining me on the phone here today, Scott Barr, the Director of HR and Admin with Fort McMurray Public School Divisions. Uh, Scott, how are you doing here today? Excellent. The weather's beautiful. It's nice to be out of the deep freeze. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, I'm sure some teachers are already eyeing up that February break coming up here. But uh, before we get there, uh, you're looking at adding a few teachers. Uh, How many positions is uh, Fort McMurray Public Schools looking to fill? Well, thanks to our growth uh, as a division the last two years, we've been up about four or 500 students the last couple of years, both years. We're always looking to fill new positions. So as we head out doing our recruiting, we're looking for anywhere from 20 to 40 different new teachers. A significant boost uh, to the teaching staff, by all means. Uh, what are some of the things you're looking for in those new teachers? You know, the biggest thing we're looking for is people who are really excited to get their journey uh, as a teacher going. You know, when somebody has a good background in their uh, their practicum, so they've had a good time time at their practice teaching. You know, that stuff that really helps make a difference when they get into the the classrooms. We definitely will support our new teachers a lot with our induction program and such, but we really want to see people who are are really connected to the passion they have for for being teachers right away at the start of that career. And that's a big thing I'm always looking for, that and that they key on relationships because that's so important. I understand there's a few perks to working with Fort McMurray Public Schools when it comes to organizing extracurricular activities, as well as just getting involved in those extracurriculars within the school division. Yeah, for sure. You know, uh, Fort McMurray, as you know, is a place where everybody, for the most part, is from somewhere else. So the way to connect with students and with people in the community is by that extracurricular stuff. So we have lots of ways for those teachers to become involved. uh, And really, it's another way for people, I always say this to the new teachers I interview, you know, what's your passion and how are you going to bring that to the culture of the school? Because everybody has a love, whether or not it's in a sport or in performing arts or, you know, even up to crocheting. You never know what group of kids wants to have that, and it's a great way for you to connect with them and to offer something to the school and the community around your school. I also understand uh, that Fort McMurray Public Schools is offering uh, relocation support and monthly cost-of-living allowances as well. Yeah, we certainly support our teachers when they move up here. That's a part of the uh, the contract we have where they can get uh, an advance on their on their salary to get that help up here and then also uh yeah we're thankful to have that cost of living allowance for living up here because it certainly does entice when we head out east and and in the pay they see that pay differential and it's, it's a big help living uh for that part of our salary for sure and mentorship for, for new teachers uh, how critical is that for uh, new teachers coming in 
So critical. Uh, it's one of the biggest things we we really support and and show those new teachers is we want them to be learning and continue to develop. So we have a whole induction program run by our teaching and education department, and then also we pair them all up with mentors, where they get to go spend some time watching their mentor teach and or have their men- mentor come watch them teach. And it's very much a growth mindset kind of feel to it and makes a difference for a teacher to feel like they're really at home and being supported on top of the PLF time that we have our professional learning Fridays where they get to learn with the full staff. They have some private, you know, time pulled out together as a new cohort to, to really work together on their, their teaching. Scott, uh, for teachers that are looking to apply, maybe Fort McMurray isn't their forever home. Uh, is that, is that uh, a deterrent uh, for hiring new teachers uh, in that school division? For sure, people like definitely if they're not from here, they or at least even from Alberta, they do think think about that. Uh, however, uh, there's I would say a good chunk of the population of teachers here in Fort McMurray that came with the two-year plan and are on year 27, like myself, who found you know thought it was a great place to start and found just the most beautiful city and a fantastic place to raise your kids. And uh, we get a lot of that. We get a lot of them who come here and they realize the support they're going to get. And they really buy into the community because it's such a great place to live. I just love it here. So it's great when I get to go out and and kind of sell not just our schools and what we offer as a public school board, but also this amazing city we live in. So I'm I'm happy to do that anytime. How can teachers apply for these uh, positions with Fort McMurray Public Schools? All of our applications will go to our website, fmpsdschools.ca, and then inside departments, you go to Human Resources. They're all online there. You can apply through uh, Employee Connect right there, and it's a great way to kind of see all the jobs listed in one space. We already have a spot there for 24-25, so they can apply right to there. Scott Barr, the Director of Human Resources and Administration with Fort McMurray Public School Division. Anything else you'd like to add today? Just that we're excited to keep working with, uh, you know, our newer teachers and having them up here and become a part of our community and be a part of the Fort McMurray Public Schools family. Awesome, Scott. Thank you again so much for the time here today. No worries. No worries. Thanks so much. We'll be back with more next on Fort McMurray Matters. Welcome back to Fort McMurray Matters. I'm your host, Ryan McNally. Joining me on the phone here today, Ashley Makey, the Communications Coordinator for the Multicultural Association of Wood Buffalo. Ashley, how are you doing here today? I'm doing pretty good. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Thanks again for uh, coming on the show. Uh, for someone who's maybe new to Fort McMurray, uh, what is the Multicultural Expo all about? Yeah, so the Multicultural Expo is actually our biggest event of the year that uh, the Multicultural Association puts on each year. This is our 13th year putting it on since uh, 2011. And it is essentially just a big uh cultural celebration in which we get uh, representatives from different countries and different cultures and backgrounds out and showcasing their culture through food, fashion, art, performance, and so much more. So why host the Multicultural Expo each year? It gives people the opportunity to uh, learn something new about the world. Like uh, maybe they've never uh, had an opportunity to travel and they want to try different foods from around the world, or maybe they ha- they, they've uh, met people from different cultures. They, they just don't know too much about it. So this is an opportunity for them to come out, uh, get to know more about different cultures within the region and, you know, within Alberta too, because, uh, like we're a very multicultural community throughout Canada, actually. So it's a it's a great opportunity to get uh, acquainted with more than just what you know. 
walk us through what's taking place throughout the day and uh, what people can expect. Yes, so uh, when you come in, um, there will be food booths for you to try out the different foods. There's going to be display booths that will display either uh, art, uh, fashion accessories. Throughout the day, there will be cultural performances from all over um, and activities for families and their kids or families and friends to enjoy. Uh, about that's about it. <laughs> so you mentioned it's been going on now. This being the thirteenth year, I can only imagine that it's gotten bigger and bigger since it began. Yes, definitely. I wasn't here when it first started. I've been with the Multicultural Association since twenty. Uh, well, the end of 2018, so I was here for the 2019 Expo. And even then, we've seen, uh, I think at that time, we had about 30, 25 or 30 booths. Um, and now we're sitting at around 40 booths this year. That's an exciting uh, thing to hear that it uh, continues to grow. What would you say yeah. is one thing people uh, look forward to when it comes to the Multicultural Expo each year? Usually what we hear is people really enjoy the performances. We have some very talented performance uh, performers and um, uh, uh, acts here in Fort McMurray, but also the food. Like, it's one of my favorite parts about it, too. I love I love trying food from all over, and, yeah, it's just it's such a c- cool experience. You get a chance to talk to everybody. You can ask them questions, and they're usually pretty open to answering. So I know to learn a lot, too. I noticed on the website uh, you have a link to register as a volunteer. Are you still looking for volunteers? Um, we are. Well, like, so most of our volunteer slots have filled. However, we are all, like if anybody's willing to volunteer they and they can't sign up on the registration link, they can always email us, either email me at communications at mcawb.org or our events coordinator at events at mcawb.org. We're always uh, we're always accepting volunteers uh, there's a need for them and we appreciate all the time and help that they put in to help make this event happen and the multicultural expo may also serve as an opportunity to talk about uh, some of the different programming that uh, your organization offers as well yes yes we will have a booth there so if anyone has any questions that they want to ask us in person we will be present with our booth uh, to talk about like our various programs services and other events that happen throughout the year as well you mentioned those other events what are some of those other events that the multicultural association has coming up yeah so in march we go out to local schools uh, for the international day of the elimination against discrimination and we talk to schools uh, through a workshop series called uh, Speak Up Against Racism. That's happening in March and then we have, it's kind of like an expo but on a, on a downscale and outside in June which is our multicultural festival in, in recognition of Multiculturalism Day in Canada and that's, like I said, it's like the expo, just uh, we it's mostly food booths and then people get a chance to enjoy the nice weather as well. Ashley Makey, the Communications Coordinator for the Multicultural Association of Wood Buffalo. Anything else you'd like to add today? There is one program, if that's okay, that I can share that is coming up uh, as well. Um, our financial literacy program is gearing up next month in February, actually. On February 13th and 14th, we have Level 1 and Level 2 courses that help 
anybody who's interested in learning more or or expanding upon their knowledge for the financial system in Canada, um, they can go to our website, mcawb.org, to learn more about that and how to register. Awesome. Ashley, thank you so much for taking the time here today. Thank you. Thank you again for having me. There's more coming up on Fort McMurray Matters after the break. And we're back with more on Fort McMurray Matters. I'm your host, Ryan McNally. Joining me on the phone here today is Chris Potty, the uh, FireSmart Program Manager for RMWB. Chris, how are you doing today? Hey, Ryan. I'm doing good. Thanks for having me. Hey, thanks for joining us here today. I wanted to ask about Fire uh, Program. Uh, I guess, what is the purpose of that uh, program? So with FireSmart, we do uh, a lot of wildfire mitigation uh, initiatives throughout the region uh, year-round. So in summer, folks will see us coming by doing um, FireSmart home assessments and public education. But what we're seeing through the winter right now is our vegetation management projects. And what that means is we we go in and we selectively remove highly combustible vegetation, whether that's spruce trees, pine trees, or just built up dead uh, forest material on the forest floor. Uh, For the folks who uh, may be new to Fort McMurray, uh, is this a relatively new program? It's not relatively new. So we do, we, there's been bits of fire smart happening throughout the region since the early 2000s. But ever since 2016, we've really ramped up the program um, just because of trends in wildfire activity throughout our province. Um, especially in 2016, the Horse River wildfire, we've really beefed up the mitigation efforts um, on uh, municipal land. So where will these uh, winter fire smart uh, program projects uh, be carried out? So we have four this winter. We'll be working in Fort Chippewan, Fort McMurray, Anzac, and Jambier. And again, these projects take place on municipal forested land. I understand smoke may be visible from some of these uh, project areas. Is that a cause for concern at all? No, not at all. Uh, Our contractors are well-versed in doing controlled burns. So any trees that they remove and dead material, um, a lot of the limbs from some of the live trees, they'll just pile and burn those only when conditions allow. So making sure that the wind is blowing the right way so it's not blowing toward residential areas and that the uh, smoke can dissipate through the atmosphere. Fire departments and our Alberta wildfire uh, colleagues, whenever burning is going to take place. So fire departments are aware that uh, smoke will be in the area. And if anyone has concerns, they can certainly call the pulse line. I understand that uh, thinning and pruning trees will also take place. Uh, Why is that an important practice uh, to take part in? Yeah, great question. So thinning and pruning... Uh, removes a lot of the fuel load in some of these high-risk areas. And these areas border our communities. Um, so if there's a, a wildfire coming in from the from the landscape, these thinned-out areas give a chance for uh, the fire to drop down to the ground. They remove, so the pruning removes those ladder fuels to prevent fires to get up into the crowns of the trees. 
And these thinned out areas provide a defensible space to put our firefighters in, which is much safer than putting them into a a highly dense forest where it's uh, much more difficult to move. I understand firewood will also be made available from this project. You bet. So any sound timber that we're harvesting in these projects will be made available to for free to the community. Uh, we do ask that you stay clear of any equipment that's working in the area and allow uh, allow the contractor space to pile the wood and only go into these areas where uh, when it's safe to do so. How, how do you feel uh, that uh, Fort McMurray is prepared now versus 2016 for a uh, high-level wildfire uh, such as the one that uh, ripped through in 2016? Yeah, so we've done quite a lot of work since 2016 thanks to some some big grants from the government of Alberta and the Red Cross. So today we've treated over 400 hectares of municipal forested land that borders our communities. Um, so this this type of large-scale vegetation management was not in place prior to 2016. And of course, from the Horse River wildfire, a lot of that vegetation was, was removed. So the forest is regrowing since then, but a lot of that new regrowth is much less combustible than what was previously there. So we, we're certainly in a better situation than what we were, but regardless of that, wildfire risk is still the number one risk in our region, all the way from Fort Fitzgerald down to Conklin. So we uh, we can't let our guard down, um, but we're doing, uh, you know, these winter projects are certainly going to help us come uh, spring. And uh, very little snow as it stands right now so far this winter. How worried should we be about a spring wildfire? Yeah, the the lack of precipitation, it's it has caused some delays in starting our winter projects, along with that warm December that we had. Uh, again, it's, you know, as far as I'm concerned, it's it's a little too early to tell. We we still have a few months left before spring, so we're we're just hoping for much more precipitation through uh March and April and that will that's going to dictate how the wildfire season ramps up. Do you think fire smart is something that uh, might uh, sometimes get ignored after a memory of uh, such a wildfire like 2016 kind of subsides? Yeah, it sure does. Um, You know, we go into some of these communities and do our vegetation management work, and we do get some uh, concerned residents about removing trees, and they don't want to see... Uh, you know, live, healthy trees get removed, and rightfully so. I love the forest just as much as anyone else, but um, the the risk of wildfire does outweigh some of those some of those concerns. So we do we do ask for patience, and we do ask for uh, cooperation from our residents, um, just to try to reduce our wildfire threat. Chris, uh, what are some things that uh, everybody can do to help uh, mitigate that uh, wildfire risk? Yeah, so, uh, well, if you're planning to have any fires uh, out on the landscape, just make sure you're doing it safely. You know, that old saying, soak it, stir it, soak it again, that is absolutely true. If you have any concerns uh, about wildfire risk, certainly reach out to FireSmart at rmwb.ca, or you can contact your local 
uh, Alberta wildfire information officer and they'll uh, they'll be able to field any questions that folks have and make sure to sign up for a fire smart home assessment uh, this spring we will come out to your property for free and give you valuable wildfire mitigation information tailored to your property chris potty the fire smart program manager for rmwb anything else you'd like to add no, that's all for now. Just keep an eye out for their for our crews and make sure to give them lots of space this winter. Awesome, Chris. Thank you so much for the time here today. Thanks, Ryan. That was our show for today. A big thanks to all of my guests for joining me on the show today. Coming up tomorrow, Julietta Miranda, the founder of KidSmart, joins the show. Thank you for listening to Fort McMurray Matters. I'm Ryan McNally. Have yourself a great day.